And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. Landon Donovan, who thinks on here for the USA. Can they do it here? shouldn't we believe that? All right, guys. We've gone from Tim Howard to Zach Steffen, from Jeff Cameron to Serginho Des, from Nagby to McKinney, from Dempsey to Pulisic, from Maltador to Sergeant. Hopefully Daryl DK someday. <laughs> it's been a long, I don't know how many years now, but it looks like they're back. Welcome to the first episode of Return of the Yanks. We're going to talk. I didn't think it would, that, that happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. <laughs> been on my mind all day, man. It didn't nice. happen soon enough for me. <laughs> we should have started with that. <laughs> I, started with that. <laughs> I think there might be some copyright issues with making that our intro, but you know we'll look into it. I don't. I, I don't think. Our... Not, if, not if we cover it. If we sing. If we sing about the topics that we're about to cover, as part of the song. There it is. All gravy. There that it is. Whole, but then whole, whole, baby. before we really dive into this, um, I like to do this a lot. Uh, uh, you know, for an egg, but. Take a moment, look around you, think about it for a second. How good does it feel to be able to look at your national team and be like, you know what? Not bad. Not bad at all. Gives you a sense of hope, right? Especially when you, you think back to how things ended up last time on some swamp field oh. in Trinidad and Tobago with the guys just Looking like deers lost in the headlights. Deers come getting a long carried over some <laughs> Now, you know, we got a long path ahead of us, of course. But first things first, right? We have a really interesting uh, friendly coming up and then some really interesting games. Yeah. yeah but yeah. before we go that far, uh, so it's going to be, well, the first time for everybody listening to Return of the Yanks, where we're going to talk all things uh U.S. men's national team for now. I'm sure later uh, when other tournaments come up for the youth uh, teams and the women's, we'll get into that as well. Uh, so my name is Eddie. I'll be your host for most shows. Uh, we've got Willis in here. Yo. We got Edgar. What's up? And if you don't know him yet, the very famous Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I wouldn't make that awkward for you, right? But that's why I say I'm glad, I'm glad nobody knows me so that way it's that you know just falls flat and it's done I like your flag there boy <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't I don't know if we can say boy anymore like that's it's a little reminds it's a little me of uh, my, my shack in West Virginia back in my old coal mining days you guys want to make it past episode one yes. you guys need to relax yes. <laughs> You guys want to see the bombs I'm working on? Smell the moonshine from here. Talking about my beer bombs. All right. All right, cool. So you guys are warmed up. Yeah, you guys are warmed up. Okay, we've come a long way. And I think not just on a national team level, but just like club level. 
And he's going <laughs> up against Christian one Christian, Christian Pulisic. Pulisic. I mean, Wonder Boy, dude, just to get just to get Pulisic on the stat sheet, Zach Steffen. Well, I don't think Zach Steffen would start, but you know, he should just lay down and and just let him take it. It's not like City wants the Champions oh. League, anyways. You think Zach Steffen has a stay, say in any of that? Zach Stefanovic. <laughs> Maybe Sorry. you don't. Well, no. Yeah, Ederson's the number one, so no, he has no say in it. <laughs> no, he has no say in it. He, he's there too, guys. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, he's, he's like, when, like, oh, he's there too. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's like when, uh, when, when I'm at work and everybody's lifting all this heavy stuff and I'm holding the cable out of the way to make sure that it doesn't <laughs> trips on it, and I'm like, I'm helping. <laughs> Morning I'm of here. the game, you I'm hear here. Ederson slip <laughs> and stuff. fell in the tub. <laughs> Zach Steffen gets the call. Oh my god! All right. Uh, so pretty crazy, right? It's who to thunk it, right? Those are like honestly things that you dreamt about as a U.S. fan. You know, all these trophies. You would you would always say, uh, especially like, like someone like me that grew up in where Mexico was the team. You know, they just it, it would never happen. Things like that would never happen. But you'd always kind of dream it, and we're. We're there we're we're on our way there and even we're come, always told that would never happen yeah yeah <laughs> and come saturday there will be an american another american champions league winner which is going to be pretty dope yeah, and if it and if it ends up being uh chelsea with and pulisic and he actually gets on the field and, and makes a significant contribution we can finally knock um Jovan Karoski, Jovan Karoski <laughs> off of that pedestal <laughs> as the only as the only player you don't even i don't even know if people no, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the super U.S. soccer nerds know that. Know yeah. that it's it's Jovan Karowski with uh, British Dortmund, who who won it. I, I don't know in the '90s at some point, right? Yeah, I think it was what '95 something like that. Yeah. Um, it, you know, now we have players that are making really good contributions to their teams, uh, and Zach Steffen. <laughs> and Zach Steffen. That's... <laughs> That's fucked up, but all right. That's being the keeper's hard, man. I mean, being the keeper's look, dude, hard. Yeah, being a keeper's hard. I agree. I agree. That's that's tough. It's a tough career. Well, lucky for him, U.S. keepers play till they're like a hundred. So true. I I think I think he'll be okay. But anyways, uh, moving on. Long way, guys. Long way, and we're getting close, inching so much closer to those qualifiers. Uh, getting look a look at our what our potential. World Cup team is going to look like, or at least the team that's going to try to help us qualify. So the U.S. announced their Nations, uh, I said, was it Cup? Sorry. Nations League. Nations League. 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 I was so close. Um, (laughs) Nations League roster. Uh, Goalkeepers, they took Ethan, I'm going to mess it up again, Horvath. 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 Close enough. Uh, From Club Bruges. Bruges? Bruges. Thank you. Bruges. David Ochoa from... Real Salt Lake, Zach Stefanovic from Manchester City. <laughs> uh, help me with this one, John Brooks. Oh, okay, John Brooks. Brooks, Brooks. <laughs> from Wolfsburg. Uh, the Reggie Cannon. Oh man, from FC Dallas. Yeah, FC Dallas. <laughs> Boavista. Boavista. Uh, was, I believe he was with Colorado Rapids before he went to Boavista. Right, I think he something like that. Something crazy. Wait, what? Really? think so. No. <laughs> uh, right. Serginho Dest from Barcelona. Mark McKenzie from Genk. 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 Uh, Matt Miazga Genk. from Anderlecht. 
Tim Ream with Fulham. Boo. <laughs> Sorry, Edgar. Anthony Robinson with Fulham as well. DeAndre Yellen from Galatasaray. Uh, midfielders, Kenan Acosta from Colorado. Tyler Adams from Red, B- Red Bull Li- Lisbon. Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig. Okay. Leipzig. See, this, this is, again, this is why I need you guys. Back in the days, all I had to pronounce was Wizards and... Metro yeah, Stars. <laughs> it's got, I, Dude, if you can pronounce, if you can pronounce all the Orange Pokemon, County, you should not have problems. San Diego. <laughs> Sebastian Leger from the LA Galaxy. Weston McKinney uh, from Juventus. Uh, Yunus Musa from Valencia. Jackson Ewell from San Jose. Uh, forward Brand- Brandon Aronson from Red Bull Salzburg. Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Gio Reyna from Borussia Dortmund. Josh Sargent from Wonder Bremen. Jordan. Tell me about it. Better Bremen. Ciao. Thank you. Uh, from Young Boys and Tim Weyer from Lily, France. Leo. So. Leo. Leo. Yeah. Lily, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to Lily. Yeah, I'll stick to Lily, too. <laughs> Thanks, Willis. All right, guys. I know you guys, we talked about it before. Uh, I know Dave is, like, itching. Snubs. Who shouldn't be I, there? I mean, look, you Who want to talk about there? snubs. You want to talk Holes. about snubs. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the forward line. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll even give you. No, honestly, honestly, I was gonna say I might give you one from each position, but no, I, I I'm looking at my notes and I have three forwards here. Uh, Daryl DK, which we all uh, are expecting, he's gonna make a move to either the Barnsley move is gonna be permanent or he's gonna go somewhere else, and that's probably why he's not getting called into to this uh, team. But I expected him to be there. He'll probably be around for the Gold Cup. Uh, Matthew Hoppy, who uh, started oh. out really, really hot and then kind of disappeared. Uh, but then he, he came back and scored a couple of goals, I think, uh, what, probably like two, three weeks ago. Uh, and look, guys, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wrote this name down and I kind of scratched my head. But do you think Chelsea Zardes should be there over like Joss Sargent? Mm-hmm. Mm. That, that was one of my snubs. Actually, was uh, just Sardis. Not not because he's a better forward, but because I think he fits in Berhalter's exactly. system better exactly. than than uh, Sergeant does. Yep, and that's the reason why I. I mean, at least for me, he was one of yeah. the snubs. And like you said, not so much for him being better than all the other forwards. It's just familiarity with uh, Berhalter and his system. So yeah, they know. His I system. think that was one. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, what do you guys think about Christian Roldan? Why didn't he get called into this team? I mean, I know the midfield is already stacked, but they also got Sebastian Legette and Jackson Ewell. You know, why not bring in uh, Roldan? He's been killing it for the Sounders. I, I'm, I'm sound like a total hater when it comes to uh, Roldan, and I know one of my co-hosts from school. One of my co-hosts from Nag can attest to this, and this is one thing that used to bug me about the U.S. Those players that were like Brian Ching, that is like Wando, that is Roldan. You know, they ball out with their clubs, but then they put on that jersey and it's like it's too heavy for them or something. And I, I kind of like that for the I kind of like the fact that he didn't get called for that reason. But I, at the same time, you mentioned Yassi getting the, the snub. Yassi hasn't been the worst with the U.S., but I actually like Sargent. But I agree with you guys. I don't think Sargent's done anything to earn it. And it's kind of like like. Just because you play here, you get to come to the to camp, which it's totally un- unfair. Yeah, some well, of it. Some here, of it I, I can the... tell you guys something. No, go go ahead, Edgar. Okay, you know we're focusing so much on the Nations League. You have to remember that uh, Berhalter has to put together two liners this summer. 
well, for the Washington League, Nations League's technically in spring, but you know, it feels like a summer tournament. But then we have the Gold Cup, and then we have qualifying. I have a feeling that we're going to see DK and Sardis, and uh, even even Rodan in the Gold Cup, uh, because you're going to want to get as many of those players uh, some experience. And you know how the Gold Cup is. You play that first round and you can swap up, you know, swap out some players and bring in some, bring in some other guys in. So it'll be an opportunity to, you know, to see those guys. So you might not see them right now. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's looking at them and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Sardis is you know, in mid-season form because MLS season is still kind of, uh, I mean, it's, it's often well, but it's still kind of at the beginning as evidenced by our performance <laughs> in the in the Champions League. But uh, I expect those guys to be there. Meanwhile, a lot of the guys that are on this roster, you know, their season is already wrapping up or already ended. And they're definitely in form. Uh, and so they're coming in, you know, all guns blazing. So it'll be... Uh, it, it, I, I think we're definitely going to see those guys later on. But for right now, we're seeing these guys. Um, I think Sargent is a good enough forward that although uh, his team got demoted uh, to Bundesliga 2, that they're going to, he's going to find a way to end up on the team uh, back in Bundesliga 1. So uh, that's yeah, one of the reasons I think. And like you said, Eddie, you said, yeah, you know, he played the here. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, he does play there. He plays in, in that kind of an environment and, you know, he's going to, he's a serviceable forward and he's going to end up playing for a, a team uh, at that caliber in the Bundesliga eventually. So over under on uh, whether or not Josh Sargent ends up in a Bundesliga side or with Cincinnati. <laughs> I think he's in the nah. Bundesliga. He, I think he has a lot he more. Has, he, he has, he has more talent than that. Come on. Yeah. He's more than a serviceable forward. I feel I think he can be a above average striker. I I, I like him. I I like, I like him, him a lot. Yeah, I think he's... I just think he's young. I think he's young and he's still learning how to play the forward position. I, I mean, but as far as the physical attributes and and the the eye for goal, I think he has it. Isn't that isn't that one of the big gaps in in terms of the the, the way the U.S. plays or the the players that the U.S. has been producing is they haven't really produced a forward the likes of you know brian mcbride or, or they were really gritty they were tough as hell and it, it didn't matter who the hell they were playing they would they hit the field with a fearless attitude and sometimes they got blown off the field but sometimes they did some incredible things like when they beat argentina in the copa america they took out mexico in that same tournament and they eventually lost to brazil in a very you know difficult game but that that tournament is just an example of how gritty that team is. And they we haven't seen a player like that in a while, which is why Alexi Lalas made that comment not too long ago where he said, you know, a bunch of soft tattooed billionaires because yep. he came, I mean, say what you want about Lalas, but he came from that 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 uh, that generation of players that yeah. were known first and foremost for how tough they were, how you know the word of key thing is grit. You know, they, and they they gave you everything. They left everything on the field every time. We haven't seen that in a while. However, having watched a lot of the guys that we have in our roster now, especially uh, in the younger squads, they have some of that in them. They have some of that fire in them. 
And then the one thing that's really important, they have so much talent, they have so much skill, they have so much potential. It's now stoking that fire and seeing how far it can go. Because if, if the guys that we had in the past had this kind of skill and talent, oh my God, we would have had a World Cup already. Facts. Facts. No, no, you have, I agree with that. And that's funny because Lala just pisses me off sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> you look... You look at that. You're absolutely right. Those... Yeah, you, you look at you look at those days, and like that was the U.S.'s identity. And I think a lot of that got lost in the mid 2000s when Jurgen Klinsmann came into the fold. Um, I don't want to start a big argument here. I'm just going to say this part is that I feel like when Klinsmann came in, they strayed so far away from what the U.S. had always been. It was like grid out a bunch of games. Even under Bob Bradley, it was like that. Grid out the game. Get you know get a goal defend for your life and get the hell out and we lost that when when Klinsman came in um i don't know if berhalter is the guy to bring that back you know you have these players who are playing for some of the most you know some some prestigious clubs you know you got two players in the champions league final you got another player playing you know with one of the the highest rated players to ever play the game you know as, as one of his teammates um and you, I don't know if these guys have that grit. You know what I mean? Like they're they're used to playing on these manicured perfect fields. I want to see what they're gonna do in Honduras. I want to see what they're gonna do when they have to play Guatemala or El Salvador in all, in, you know, in at at their homes. That's gonna be the, the the real test. That's gonna be the proving ground for me to see how these players go. I don't want to see but, them play in Tennessee or in Switzerland <laughs> or in you know what I mean uh, or in Concord. You know, I, I want to see them play on the on the dirt. Well, here's my here's my argument about about Berhalter. Definitely bridges the gap, Eddie. You know, you know why? He was on that uh, World Cup. I was just reminding myself he was on that World Cup 2002 team that defied all logic. <laughs> that conceivably, when you look back, and I still, you know, this keeps me up at night. They could have made it all the way to the final. I feel they just. They just, you know, ran into some real shady officiating in that game against Germany. And, you know, but Greg Berhalter was part of that team. And that team still had, you know, guys that kicked ass, like like we said earlier, McBride, Mathis, um, and Mastroeni, Brad Friedel. So he understands. He understands that. He he knows that feeling. And I, I really hope and pray that he can find a way to bottle that attitude and that that swagger and make these guys drink it every day so that you know they have that in their system when they hit the field against uh you know some of those central american teams especially in such hostile environments like costa rica and honduras el salvador so and uh, first off uh edgar you must be living a great life to the fact that that that's what keeps you up at night Oh, that's one of many things that keeps me up in there. <laughs> no, but Edgar's Edgar's like that meme where like the, where his wife's looking at him going like, oh, he's thinking about other women, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> if, 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 if Toast and Frings wouldn't have, <laughs> no, 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 you got it wrong. And I've been like, now he, he's uh, he's there, he's laying there like, man, if VAR was around in two thousand two. <laughs> Uh, 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 it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been clear and obvious Eddie. Uh, right <laughs> no 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 oh no, no that's that, that that is german tackle <laughs> no. uh, uh, sorry sorry God. for the horrible accent 
<laughs> no, that still bothers me though. I, I get really upset when I think about it. Anyway, I think about that shot that Donovan hit and Oliver Kahn stretches and hits it with his fingertips and he's like, throws his hands on the floor. On the floor I think, yeah. yeah, I think about that shot a lot. Yeah. Keeps me up at night too, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of going off the rails a little here, but just yeah. one thing about that game you got to remember is that the U.S. gave them everything. Yeah. The U.S. lost that game. But who was the ones that were lying on the field exasperated after the game, breathing a sigh of relief? It was the Germans. Yeah. And, you remember and, that? And that's the fight. And that's the fight that we want to see coming out of this this program. And, and I have to be honest, you know, when Eddie asked me to be part of this, I, I was really hesitant at first because I I'm, I'm just now starting to dip my toe back into the national team. Um, because the last time I went in that water, I came out with leeches all over me after we didn't Oof, qualify yeah. for the World Cup. Stand by me. And so I didn't want to come. Not, I don't want to go back in that water. But, um, but the water's fine. Come on in, bro. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Omar I'm being a little cautious. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I'm, just... I'm being. I, I, I want to be super cautious, and like I want to see that fight. They have to prove it to me. Just like, you know. Just like we 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 say with the galaxy, with the way that they are turning their they're trying to turn their season around, it's great that they're making these strides. It's great that they're having these these individual uh, markers that they're hitting. But I have to see the the cohesive results on the field. Same thing with the, the U.S. national team. I want to see them grid out a win in a one zero win in Costa Rica after you know the refs are against them, the crowd is against them. You know, actually, it's uh, interesting you would mention this because I, uh, one of my coworkers, he uh, he moved from St. Louis about a year and a half ago, and um, he was he told me that he was really interested in uh, getting to experience the LA sports scene. So I invited him to a, a Galaxy game. You know, that's our local team here in LA, and he loved it so much that he went and bought himself a season ticket. I was shocked. I was like, wow, this is a transplant. We immediately bought into the sport. He, he, he knew very little about the sport. You know, he played a, a leisurely here and there. So uh, me and one of my buddies at work, we took it upon ourselves to teach him as much as we could about the sport. And he's been learning here and there. And I explained to him the whole universe of sport. There's club levels and international levels, you know, the, the Champions League, you know, the, all the international tournaments. And he's been taking it all in stride by stride. And, um, he just happened to, we started explaining to him about the national team and how it comes together and, and the importance of earning that cap and uh, what it means, you know, to go to a World Cup and all that. And then he asked us, so oh, how did the U.S. do in the last World Cup? And we're like, well, how about that? <laughs> but notwithstanding. You should mention that. <laughs> I mean, like I say, notwithstanding all that, um, he just happened to come in at a really exciting time for this program because after the bottom fell out you know i mean you can't get worse than that i mean um oh it could get worse trust no 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 no. it can't get worse <laughs> no no, that, no that's pretty again, bad no, right. no, you can't get worse than that you you know you have failed expectations um and everybody has had their say about that but what we have now is an opportunity and i'm not the only one that's going to say this I'm sure a lot of people will echo my statement. An opportunity to not only be competitive against some of the best teams in the world, we actually have, and I'm saying with a straight face, an opportunity to actually win some serious international tournaments. But for that to happen, 
a lot of things have to fall into place. And one of them is that this talent has to be uh, manicured and prepared and uh, I guess tested against some really difficult opponents because the talent and the potential is there. And I keep telling this to my buddy there at work and he just, he gets really excited and and I'm, we're, he's really looking forward to seeing his first USA game. And I know we've been through the pandemic and all, but I feel like that time is sooner than later now. And uh, I'm really looking forward to him to go and watch a game and really enjoy it and watch an exciting brand of football, which is something that we really uh, very hungry to see these days. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, it's, it is, it is definitely going to be exciting. I, I, I think we don't know uh, what is going to happen, right? It's like all these st- – we're, we're yet to, to, to go into an organized tournament, right? It looks it looks all nice, dude. So it's either going to come out as scrambled eggs or we're going to have this beautiful <laughs> omelet. You know, I don't, we, don't, we don't know. We really don't know yet. A what, souffle. Right? Yeah. Homie, yeah. Side up, I prefer sunny side up, to be honest. <laughs> Over easy for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that pop egg, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we only we only have like one player from coming in from France, so I'm I don't think we're gonna get a hump. Meanwhile, Bryant wants the hard boiled <laughs> eggs. Oh, man. Well, you know what? We've only touched on the forwards. <laughs> I think I, I think as far as the middle goes, I don't know. I know Dave, you you have some notes. Do you have anything as far as midfielders go? Any, anything uh, to be concerned concerned about there? Anything? Uh, you think I mean, you you look at the midfield on paper. The midfield looks like it's strong, yeah. um, world class. You, you right? got yeah, you got you got you know Kellen Acosta and Tyler Adams who can just Sebastian run around and just destroy all over the place. Yep. You got Weston McKinney who is you know hanging out with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and scoring bangers in in uh, you know with Juventus. Uh, you have Yunus Musa who for me. Didn't show a lot in the last time they trotted him out. I felt like he was kind of trying to do too much and stuff. So I want to see him kind of like see how he meshes with the team. He's he's new to the team, so he's got to he's got to take the time to mesh. So that's why I want to see him get a lot of minutes paired up with Legette, paired up with Acosta, paired up with McKinney. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to see all of those those little triangles starting to connect. Um, Burhalter's system is heavy in the midfield. You know. They yeah. generate midfield and then they just feed it into the forward, you know, whoever and whoever's there, you know, even if it was, even if it was local boy, Ethan Zubak, they're probably going to get goals. You know what I mean? Um, the fact so, that you mentioned him on this, in this meeting. <laughs> Yo, what if he gets a call up? Then who's laughing now? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I know that like Giovanni Reyna and Christian Pulisic, are listed as, as forwards, but they're midfielders. You know what I mean? So, like, you want to yeah. see how they connect with everybody. I know, you know, again, Berhalter plays traditionally a 4-3-3, but it really turns into, like, a 4-2 or three, a 4-3-2-1 one. Um, the way they, they actually come up. Um, and and you could probably even say that they may even try to play a false nine and have Leggett play in, in the forward spot. Um, so I want to see how this midfield sort of – meshes that seems that's the place where everything seems the deepest where you look at the way that like you know pick pick the five midfielders that you would normally throw out there including Pulisic and Reyna um or even um Tim Weah and you look at them and you like 
that's that's a strong midfield. That's going to be a midfield that's going to be able to run and generate chances. Uh, that midfield's going to be able to run uh, heavy, dude. You see McKinney, you see uh, Tyler Adams, you Tyler see Acosta. Man, these guys have an engine on them, and they can run all day, yeah. all day. So you know they're going to be fighting for the ball. They fight for the ball in that midfield. They recover and then outlet. Outlet to who? Gio Reyna. Outlet to who? Pulisic. All right, go ahead. Playmaker, create. And, and, and that's going to work. the finishers at, at the end. That's going to work for the smaller teams, for the teams that we're going to be more talented than. But I want to <laughs> see how that works against the, the higher skill level teams too. You know what I mean? Like we have to, you know, those guys have the engine, but they have to be able to take that and then turn around and create something with it once they get the ball back. Yeah, yeah, gotta, for sure. They got to be able to, to, to put the other team on the defensive and on the wrong foot at times and then we got to make the most of those chances i think, I think they can I, I think it's um it's it's an awesome thing that right now it's not of it's not a damn who who should we start or who could we start it's like who should we start depending on who we're playing like we're gonna make we have enough players to play in the middle to switch up our style on anybody, keep teams guessing, you know. And I don't think in the past we've we've had that. I mean, we even had like Yedlin playing middle at some point because we didn't have those guys, you know. And man, Damn. Well, you just yeah, look at the roster, dude. It's fuck. We talk about all the people that were left out, <laughs> and you just look at the rock. And one thing we didn't mention: look at the roster. These are all at some point. All these players, I would say, ninety percent of these players were all in the MLS team two or three years back. Or academies, either or academy. Yeah. So that also is a testament to to the U.S. program because they've been they've been building this up for a while. They've been this yeah. up for what 15, 15 years. Yeah. So the, and this is we're finally you know getting the fruits of our labor now of everything that we did in the past. So yeah. I, I think the, it's I think it's awesome. The one thing I've always said that the U.S. national team program needs and the the thing that's going to excel the sport and our success in the in the international game is time and that's the one thing that everybody hates to hear everybody wants it right now especially nobody's us patient. That's especially why nobody's us patient. as americans we <laughs> yeah. want it right now we want to be my cheeseburger i waited three minutes for that cheeseburger what's up <laughs> let me, let me, let me talk to your manager shake. <laughs> exactly no we want to talk about to the world cups manager come on <laughs> What do you mean when it qualify? Mm, it's unacceptable. <laughs> I know my rights. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, too funny, man. But uh, I mean, but you know, it, it, that's that's what we're seeing now. You know, we're seeing yeah. the fruit of that time, and this is just really the first successful wave, first batch. That's coming. I guess the first batch. This, this is a gold. Yeah. It's a golden age, man. It's a golden age right now. I think I feel, be, I, I, I as far as talent, as far as talent goes, yeah, yeah. I think it could be a golden age, the likes of the Beasley, Donovan, Dempsey age yeah. of, of national team. But again, they got to put it together. They got to put that, it together. How many that, times, uh, how many times do we hear about Spain's golden age and they yeah. kept falling flat until they didn't, you know, the same attitude, thing, the attitude, same thing with the attitude, Belgium. Yeah. you know, they, yeah, they have to put it together. You know, that's yeah. going to be the, the, the important piece Be- there. Belgium, Mr. Mr. Window. So yeah, we're, I mean, I don't think we're a country with 300 million people. I don't, I don't think we'll. If we miss one window, we'll have another one coming very soon. So don't compare compare us to Belgium. You know, their waffles are cool, but 
Pancakes all day, baby. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> India's India's got over a billion people. They ain't making noise. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. you know, you, you can't look at population and go, well, you, 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 it depends on what you do with that. You know, it's like you got to develop that talent. You got to, yeah, you got to make you a good environment. It. You have it. to invest in and, it. And 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 we still know the 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 deficiencies in the way that soccer is run in this country. You know what I mean? Like it's still for profit. We're we're barely getting to the Julian Arajos that are making the, the team. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not seeing the the kids that are coming up from the the impoverished uh, the hood from the hood. Yeah. You can say it from the hood. Right. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole pay to play thing, and that's a whole yeah, yeah. Pandora's box. Oh yeah, for another. I'm, this, I'm trying to pry it open. Yeah. Hey, this, this, yeah. This is it your won't unlock. <laughs> this is your free trial. All right. Tune in to this the is, next one. Yeah, we, they got to pay for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune into the, the Patreon where we actually have the key to the Pandora's box. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. So midfielders, I think we're pretty comfortable there. Uh, now onto the defense. I personally, I feel in the center back position, I'm just not very, very comfortable very yet. You know, we seen we seen Miazga when slim pickings at center back. Yeah, yeah, where he was at his peak. You know, we're supposed to be his peak, and uh, not too convincing. Brooks, Brooks is you know. I like Brooks. I yeah, like Brooks. but he's made out of glass. You know, it seems like when it comes to the U.S. Ah, uh, you know, so, that's one of the also the one of the snubs that we missed. And it's because he got injured. I think Aaron Long belongs in this list, yeah. man. Oh, Aaron yeah. Long is I think he he's was a baller. He's he, he got was injured. There and he got injured. Yeah. yeah, he's out for the season too. So that's a that's a that's big a big loss because he's I think one of our better center backs. Yeah. And so. it's funny. I'm like you know one of our better center backs is playing in MLS for MLS. the Red Bulls, and you, you look at um, who was it? Who's that guy that was in Philly? Mark McKenzie, Mark McKenzie. who's now at, at Gank. I I think if if we were starting a World Cup qualifier today with this roster, I think I put Brooks and and McKenzie in the middle. What about uh Miles Robinson? What you think he deserves a? He's he's out on the left though. He's he's not a center. No, no, no. Back, Miles right? Robinson from uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, uh, you know what? I I would give him a look too, like in a Gold Cup type. Maybe he, yeah, exactly. Maybe he comes in the Gold Cup. See see what he got because I I like the way the kid plays too. Yeah, I think I think the MLS center backs. I mean, if we're playing against elite level talent, I don't think they'll they'll match up there. But for World Cup qualifying, I think that they're capable. They're more than capable of handling, you know, the the smaller teams in Concacaf. I mean, I feel like there are no defense, more small teams in Concacaf. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's Guatemala was never qualified, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to disagree on that. Um, Saint Kitsanevis ain't making noise. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, defense is maybe one of our our biggest concerns. At least I think it is. Um, at least a center back. Yeah, or at least a center back, right? I think I think we have players that will be up for it on the wing backs, like yeah. even guys that aren't there, like Julian. You know, maybe we're just I mean a homebody, but. Um, a fanboy or whatever, but you know Julian's gonna develop eventually. Uh, he's no longer in San Jose, so Nick Lima, I think, is decent if we needed somebody. Right. Yeah, so I mean, Anthony Robertson, legit player. Reggie Cannon yeah. keeps getting better and better every year. So I think that center back position just needs to strengthen strengthen up a little. Yeah. And I think they might have to start building these MLS center backs and, and start looking into those because 
you got a lot of you got a lot of quality uh, center backs coming up in the ranks right now in MLS. So you might want to get yeah. those rolling, Give them develop looks. them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Goalkeepers. I feel the same way, kind of. I think I like Stefan, but his his footwork is terrible, and I think there's just a drop off <laughs> after that. He, he's not playing, well, dude. Like it's, he's, it's, he's it was natural playing. progression for David Ochoa to make it this uh, to this point. The kid has, uh, yeah, he has an attitude to him, which is good. I mean, it's good when he's on your side. Obviously, he pissed off, you know, the Wonder Wall in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, but uh, imagine having somebody with that kind of fire, you know, and burning on their belly, you know, playing a goalkeeper. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Casey Keller, you know, a guy who always played his ass off for the national team. Um, and Ethan Horbath, I mean, who here follows the, you know, the Jupiter Super League? Oh, Belgium? big fan. <laughs> Give me all the Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, or, or, and Horvath actually plays you know, for, you know, um, one of the top teams in Europe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not on that level, in, but in they go to the Champions League. In, in, yeah. They yeah, go yeah. To Champions League. You know, and so, um, he obviously earned his spot here. Uh, all the any one of these guys can start, but obviously Stefan is the one that we all expect to be the headliner. He won't be there this weekend, obviously. So I think between Horvath and Ochoa, I would say, well, I mean, we're gonna you know your lineups later on, but I think Ochoa would probably get the nod because you want to get him uh, get a cap for him, but um, get that experience with the with the national team, get his feet wet. Um, but my goodness. Um, the the only thing about goalkeeping position, and this is because you know I've, I've grown up watching the national team. It seemed like for the longest time, the U.S. national team had and had this well of like really good goalkeepers. I mean, this is how good our goalkeeping pool has been in the past. The LA Galaxy had Kevin Hartman, who was arguably arguably one of the top two best goalkeepers ever in the history of Major League Soccer. And he'd even crack the starting lineup for the national team uh, at a time when they had Casey Keller. You know, during this era, Tony Mayola, Brad Friedel. Um, who else am I missing? Uh, uh, but you guys, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. U.S. national team has always had really great goalkeeping, and over the last ten to fifteen years, uh, ever since Keller retired, I guess it's kind of all just slowly gone it's, down. It's, you know, it's, it's been, eroded for it's, some it's reason. It's like been up for grabs, and nobody grabbed it. No, you had, you had I mean, Guzan, who was the heir apparent, just because he was under Keller and Friedel, right? And well, then you, there was uh, what's his face, Nick had... Romando, but he he was, he was never too old now at this point. Oh, but he's so undersized for the keeper. I mean, yeah. it's not his fault, but you know, and and yeah. he did well. He did well for it. You know, he had an amazing career in MLS. He's probably gonna have. Oh, did did he get the goalkeeper award named after him in MLS? Uh, he should. He should. Uh, he should. He, it should be the Romando the thing. for the year. What I'm trying to get that was, you 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 take that Kevin Hartman from like 1998, and you put him. In this rock, in this era, and he would be the top goalkeeper right now. Oh yeah, facts. for the yeah. entire national team, we don't have that luxury anymore. But we have guys that are playing, uh, you know, in you know for some of the top clubs in Europe, and you hope that <clears throat> just just by being there, some of that experience rubs off on them, and they bring that to the national stage, and they can really shine there. 
maybe one day you know they'll get an opportunity to play for you know the big boys and so like some of the guys that preceded them before yeah well um i feel like like you said the the goalkeeper position did take a dip after uh that casey killer days i guess besides tim howard there really was no real number one and i think now there could be that resurgence with all these goalkeepers coming up in the mls like uh sean johnson bill hamid uh yarborough these players that are really good in the MLS, but have yet to cut it in the national team. Maybe they give them a chance to start developing them. And as far as Zach Steffen goes as playing, what's a uh, second goalkeeper to Manchester City. I feel just being there gives them that experience. Like Edgar said, just being there and watching a number one goalkeeper like Ederson, a top notch goalkeeper that that is basically top five in the world. Not, not, I think that that also gives him an extra advantage and experience that nobody else has as far as goalkeeping. So, yeah, I, I really I really like the goalkeepers that are coming up now. I mean, you're right that there's no <laughs> there's no never ending well like there was before, but there could be a resurgence this this coming up uh, cycle. So I'm excited for that. We're talking about right now, right now. <laughs> And it's right a, now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, player. And let's talk, let's talk about what's uh, coming up right next. It's the, the we're gonna start off with the friendly. So the U.S. is actually gonna play uh, Switzerland May thirtieth, which is Sunday, right, guys? Sunday, yes, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, May, Sunday, May Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Uh, and it, that game is gonna be at two p.m. Eastern time. Uni, on Unimas to the NA. I don't know if they have the same MLS deal, but if they do, right? I guess Twitter would be where you can watch it as well. Because, you know, cable's expensive and fuck yeah, all that. ESPN, Unimas, and TUDN. ESP. Oh, they got ESPN? Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I see they don't get put, put on the over the air ABC or, or uh, Fox 11, but all right. Uh, well, uh, we could, I mean, we could talk about it later or we could talk about it another day. Uh, you know, but, but now we're talking about now. Okay, now. okay. all right, you know what? You know what? I know. Hold on, hold on. No, no, we're talking about now. Then, all right, then I'm gonna have the, the I'm gonna give the floor to Edgar. Edgar, uh, the whole thing that was announced, if you could sum it up for us. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you guys were hanging around Twitter through this week, you probably heard something about uh, some. Uh, which is Soccer United Management, I think it was called. Um, but for this is kind of one of those things that happens behind the scenes. Behind, the, you know, when you pull the curtain back, you see these guys. But the thing is, we've never probably heard of them. But um, the way it was explained to me, and uh, I bring this up because it's that's the first time I heard about it. Was I had a conversation with Eric Winalda at a, at a Camp Cupcake. Uh, training session about uh, 10 years ago more or less and if, i don't know why he started talking about it but he explained to be what some was and it's pretty much it's like a, a group that uh, markets the sport of football soccer uh, not just in the united states but pretty much across the entire western hemisphere uh, they have deals with uh federacion mexicana de football uh, some other Concacaf teams and even conmebol South America, obviously, and uh, some of those international tournaments that we see in the summer that include teams like Liverpool, Chelsea, Juventus, Real Madrid, 
they're the ones behind it. Uh, and for the longest time, they've had deals with U.S. Soccer and Major League Soccer, which is very interesting because two different entities, kind of like church and state, should be separate. But through some, you know, they were connected. And one of the things that was always interesting was that uh, MLS Commissioner Don Garber uh, was one of the, the he was a, he was one of the, the members of the board um, uh, for some which uh, so some people thought was a conflict of interest, but there was some kind of clause you know, within some that said, no, it's fine. There is no conflict of interest, but uh, it, it was always very strange. It's kind of like uh, people say that, you know, that it, he was in cahoots, the fact that the uh, commissioner of MLS had something to do with the way that U.S. soccer was being presented. Uh, but now U.S. soccer all of a sudden announced that they're going to be separating from some SUM, and that they're going to be doing all their marketing and their presentation in-house. This will begin in 2023, which is right at the beginning, right at the cusp of the run-up to World Cup 2026, which we all understand is going to be U.S., Mexico, and Canada. So uh, it's very interesting because for the longest time, we've had soccer presented to us through some, and now U.S. soccer is going to be taking over, and they're going to be doing in-house and so it makes you wonder like uh how much you know things would have been different if u.s soccer would have been doing it all along if it would have been better or worse but how much things are going to change in the next few years and there's a lot of big money involved here uh one of the things that when all that uh explained to me was that some was kind of like a monopoly they had such a stranglehold on the way that the, the sport was presented that they pretty much called the shots um and I guess something else that happened, some kind of seismic shift that, you know, in Chicago, a U.S. soccer headquarters, and they said, like, no, 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 we're going off, we're striking off on our own. And that obviously influences uh, MLS, Don Garber's involvement. And it makes you wonder how that's going to involve uh, Major League Soccer going forward as well, especially because of the CBA that was agreed upon earlier this year. Um, as we all remember, the, the players and the unions, I mean, the players union and MLS were ready to sign like a very important uh, evolutionary step in CBA last year, right before COVID happened. And because of COVID, uh, everything was thrown out the window. And what the players have now is something that they really didn't want, but they wanted to play more. So they had to, you know, swallow a bitter pill and take what they could. And it, it's going to affect the way that their contracts are going to be presented. I think uh, we're running up to the World Cup, but with this whole thing with something going on, it, it's U.S. soccer is doing things on their own, right? So a lot of it is like people are saying, oh, it's a big deal, it's a big deal. Well, we're going to know, time will tell. And uh, we're going to finally start noticing things right when the, the World Cup starts to build up. It's all hype. And uh, we're going to see how things are done. But... I think it's an exciting thing. I mean, changes usually change is good, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what U.S. Soccer has. You know, if, if they do things in-house, uh, they're they've had their issues over the last decade, but with guys like Brian McBride uh, being in there, I feel like that things are starting to shift towards a more positive light, just like with the national team. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So. Good things, I think. Well, so basically get ready to subscribe to something. 
Yeah. Yeah. U.S. Soccer <laughs> right? plus. Some US people were saying. Plus. One of the things that people were saying was like, oh my goodness, remember those days when you used to have to go to like some, you know, dank little oh, bar to watch days, you know, a dude. gold cup game, you know, pay-per-view. 10 bucks at the door. 10 bucks empanadas. at the door, you know, cover charge, buy five beers at least. Man, you guys were rich. We used to it's turn through on. the alley. Oh, what the fuck? We, we used to put that DS20 on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I used right? to get my shit from a newspaper, bro. Seriously. What the fuck are you talking about? I had to wait for the next day. There wasn't no Facebook, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, nah. the article on the internet the next day that's how i would do nah, it I always, just go to the sports section bro <laughs> yeah i always i always remember i always remember going with my cousin to to like a little bar uh a little argentinian uh, deli that would do the pay-per-view hey come you know colombia and, and brazil gonna play. it's gonna be an amazing game <laughs> yeah and then it would be like a zero zero game and i'll be like <laughs> that was great that was great Man, if, if, if anybody lives around my neck of the woods we used to go to Los Pinos to watch games. It was like a little theater, like just a tiny little theater, you know, by where we lived. Like and a movie theater? Yeah. Like That's a tiny dope. little one. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. It's called Los Pinos. I saw Bienvenidos there once. Bienvenidos. Oh, the love episode there oh, yeah. That's that's that's, that's uh just to give you an idea of the kind of place it was. Here we are. Here we are on a, on a podcast about US soccer. <laughs> And we throw in bienvenidos. What? Nice. I, I challenge you. What other U.S. <coughs> soccer podcast has ever mentioned bienvenidos? No, you're right. Dave, you're first. Dave will give you a million dollars. Dave. That's Dave Arona. Okay, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in this box. It's in this no box. Right here, okay? No takesy backsies. <laughs> it has to already be published. Yeah. It, can't, it can't be a new one. There yeah, yeah no, no, no. No, we're the first. We're the first. Hey, no time traveling allowed either. Okay. <laughs> I'll know. I'll know. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's it's for the best i mean hopefully it's beneficial to the fans and to uh u.s soccer you know and their ex- exposure we know there's you know some way there's gonna be money involved but a lot of money yeah <laughs> so sure it's gonna be money, cut yeah. money. Yeah. i mean no, I think, look look it could be an, a, a disney deal right and then i think that's good for everybody espn is on the every, everything basic right if you have if, any any kind of service it, you have espn and then some games will be on abc so I think that it's like the win-win deal, but we'll see. I I don't I don't know because I think that by by SUM packaging both the U.S. national team and the Mexican national team games together with MLS, that's what got it the big money. So it's going to be really interesting to see how valuable these companies really want the rights. You know how valuable the rights to the just the U.S. games and the qualifiers are going to be just to those companies. You know what I mean? We may end up on freaking KCOP 13 watching oh, U.S. Uh, national teams in standard def, dude. That would be you know what? This, this <laughs> goes to tell you. going to be on the CW. If we if it becomes a Disney deal, are the players going to have to cover up their tattoos? And <laughs> <laughs> You know, this goes to show you right, right here how important it is uh, for our national team to be successful. Yeah, I was just because about to say <laughs> There's so much, uh, you know, that's uh, hinging on how well they do, not just uh, in, you know, this summer's tournaments, but obviously getting back to the World Cup and not just getting back to the World Cup, but 
leading with your head held high because you put in a really good performance at the World Cup and earning the world's respect once more. Uh, granted, the U.S. In, you know, in the in the past few World Cups, you know, they were looked at as like you know contenders. But anybody that went to the World Cup, and I've had a few friends that went to games, they tell you that when people, uh, when you run into fans from other nations, they always say, "I root for my country and for the United States," and that's respect. And to get to earn that respect again, uh, I mean, we're halfway there because <laughs> we have the talent that we have right now is getting a lot of attention around the world, and now it's up to these guys to just put up or shut up, and. After what happened last time, there is no going back. You have to put up. That's pressure, and I think Berhalter is uh, has his work cut off of them to get these guys to understand that there could be bad stress or there could be good stress. You hear about it all the time. Some athletes thrive on that good stress because it propels them to go forward and it, and exceed their expectations. And that's something that a lot of these guys are young, impressionable need to learn and because they're young remember that a lot of these guys are like in their early 20s but hopefully Berhalter and his staff can get through to these guys and make them understand you have an incredible opportunity don't throw it away make us proud oh man you made me proud with that Edgar America <laughs> so back to right now go pitch that in the boardroom <laughs> yeah Edgar. seriously take Edgar to the boardroom <laughs> yeah. you're negotiating America. <laughs> America. So back to right now. Uh, Sunday, uh, U.S. take on Switzerland. 2 p.m. Eastern. Unimas to the NA. Twitter, I think, maybe. Well, now that they're not attached to the MLS, maybe not. But let's try to do our best. Put together your lineup, right? And I want the, not just today, but your Nations League lineup. And this is what you do. Go with your lineup. I assume we all have Stefan and Pulisic starting, right? Wait, you're talking I'm about... Not... I thought we were talking about the, the upcoming friendly... Right, players. right, right. But I, I kind of want... Since this is the first episode, I kind of want your lineup, you know, going into well, these tournaments. So, so should we do Should we do who's going to play Sunday against Switzerland? And then who's going to play Nations who's our strongest, And then who's our strong lineup <laughs> going into... You think... Like, who should be our, 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 our base level lineup for, every, for the, the future games? That works for me. Uh, <laughs> the best lineup. Best lineup. Is that what? You, is that what you're best saying? Best lineup. And then who's gonna play on Sunday <laughs> against Switzerland? Yeah, that or what I was thinking actually is, you go through your lineup. Right, we all have Pulisic and Stefan, right? Starters, I assume. Of course, for right. our strong lineups, but they won't be there for Sunday. Yeah, though my my point was like right. you'd be like David Ochoa starting for sure. Stefan, and then you go through your your lineup, and this guy starting for Pulisic, so forth. I mean, yeah. Something like All that. Right. <laughs> you want me to go first? All right, go ahead. I didn't know who was going to pick, right. but you got it. <laughs> All right, we're, we're talking. Okay, we're talking about the Switzerland right now, or the or the game against the. Uh, Let's I mean, go the Switzerland first. Switzerland okay, Switzerland first. first. Obviously, uh, I mentioned already. I think it's important for David Ochoa to get uh, the start. Uh, the kid has uh, he has a very fiery temper. He's like uh, you know he's kind of like Julian Araujo, but wearing goalkeeper gloves. Uh, and I would love to see him uh, against a quality team like Switzerland. Switzerland, obviously, they're not one of the, you know, not one of the top teams in the world, but they're definitely no pushovers. They're a perennial World Cup team. They're there every single time. Yeah. 
So this is a, a good measuring stick for him. I want to see David Ochoa uh, behind, you know, between the sticks. Uh, it's center back. Uh, I expect these guys, and from here on, uh, these are the guys that I also expect to be playing in the Nations League. I say David Ochoa gets a start against Switzerland, but obviously Nations League, Zach Steffen should be the guy, you know, uh, manning the, the goal. But from here on, these are the guys that I think are not only going to be um, playing in Switzerland, but are going to be um, figuring in the Nations League games. Center back, I expect John Brooks and Matt Miazga. We talked about how the center back position, you know, we don't have like the, you know, the, the deepest pool there right now. But um, I think these guys have experience and uh, they, they're serviceable uh, against Switzerland and they have what it takes to take on uh, Honduras and possibly Mexico in the final. Uh, and right back, I have Sergio Dest. He didn't have the greatest season uh, with Barcelona, but he's very young. He's got a lot to learn. And, but I think uh, it's all up for him. Uh, I expect him to learn a lot and grow a lot this summer. So I have uh, Dest at right back. Left back, Anthony Robinson. Obviously, things didn't go as planned for him and his uh, Fulham teammates. But Anthony Robinson was one of the bright spots for uh, a pretty dismal Fulham season. Uh, I think that he could shake off all the doldrums, all the sadness that he had to deal with it with Fulham and head into this uh, summer with uh, head, you know, head held high, looking forward to playing for his national teammates. Um, and has a lot to contribute. Uh, in the midfield, uh, center, uh, at a CDM, I have Tyler Adams. Um, I say too much more about him, but I think he he's a guy that uh, definitely can fill that position. Uh, and then in the center, Weston McKinney. Um, I mean, <laughs> the guy's rubbing elbows with Ronaldo. I, I would, I, I'd love to see what, how much he has to contribute after having spent another entire season playing uh, alongside Ronaldo and some of the other great players at Juve. Uh, and then I know they're listed as forwards, but I have. Reyna and Pulisic on either side of the mid, you know, kind of like, I guess, like between forward and the mid, uh, pushing up towards the top. Reyna on one side, Pulisic on the other. And then uh, Sebastian Legette also working in there. Sebastian Legette is such an oddity. Um, we talk about him a lot, you know, because he obviously plays for, you know, our galaxy. But the guy, it's like he's like jo he's like Jekyll and Hyde with the Galaxy. He, he he's obviously a guy that fills a roster spot and shows up, you know, when he when we need him. But with the national team, he is a he's a monster. He always scores for some reason. Um, he was he was even like that before uh, his injury. I mean, he he was destroying Concacaf teams with before he had the injury, and when he came back to the national team, it's like he picked up <laughs> like. And like nothing ever happened. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's like it's like he takes it to a different level when he plays on the national team. So uh, I expect him to be there. And then at, up top by himself, Jeff Sargent. Uh, I would love to have had somebody like Daryl DK there, but obviously we know he's not there. I think Sargent can go in there and show some of the quality that, that he can offer, uh, having played in the Bundesliga. And uh, that's my 11 right there. All right. So, with that lineup, bold enough to give us a prediction. I mean, I don't know much about Switzerland. Switzerland is always tough, man. Um, you can't sleep on them. And uh, I would, 
I would love a draw. Wow. But, uh, you know, you know, against uh, I mean, the, the Swiss are you know they're they're a tough team. Uh, I think a draw would would be good. Uh, look, you know, looking forward to uh, the initially games. But if the U.S. does somehow win, I think it'll be very tight, two to one. Um, maybe a goal from Legette because he's obviously always on fire. <laughs> and Sergio Des on a set piece. There you go. All right, I got another. I got another challenge. A question for you. Say Swiss without smiling. Swiss. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That was terrible. All right. Uh, anybody else? Any volunteers? Uh, if, if Willis isn't ready, I can go. All right. Go for it. So for, for the Switzerland game, I think Horvath gets to start just because he's got the experience that David Ochoa does not have. Uh, we saw the, the the what a young fiery keeper does in Olympic qualifying. He, he gives up goals. Um, so I think Horvath gets the start here uh, against a team that as as Edgar said they're formidable they're they're you know some they're they're not the strongest they're not the weakest some would say they're neutral um but you know they're they're <laughs> there they are um they're they're always they're always in the world cup and they they make some noise so uh back line i have brooks and ream in the middle and then Destin and robinson out wide uh, as the outside backs, I think that's kind of a no-brainer there. Uh, I, I think maybe, you know, maybe I could see where Miazga gets a start in there, but I think that, the, again, experience level is going to be important, and Reem has the experience level to, to kind of get you there. Um, I, what I'd like to see in the midfield is uh, Musa flanked by Leggett and Acosta to to just go back and forth and do all the, all the dirty work while Musa's in there trying to play make um i think that that could potentially be uh something that will service the forwards uh quite a bit um up top i have uh brendan aaron aronson who's doing really well uh since his move over to, to red bull and or no, did he go to red bull or he went to um somewhere else i don't know I, wherever brendan aronson <laughs> is he, i i have the list here somewhere but i'm not looking at it this is how good we are yeah red bull uh, <laughs> yeah red bull um, salzburg yeah salzburg uh i think Gio Reyna also is uh, is worth putting in the starting lineup here and uh i probably throw joss Sargent in there just because everybody he seems to be the guy even though i don't know why he's in there but i'm gonna throw him in <laughs> i can throw him in <laughs> throw him in there, in there well, well he's he's the he's the freebie he's the like Get out there, kid! Come on, <laughs> show us what you got. I, and how's that going to go for you? What? How's that going to end up? Uh, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a draw. I think that the U.S. could. I, I think this is a one-zero game, and it's it could go either way. Cop out. No. <laughs> what else you want me to go? Or you? Or you got it? Uh, no, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Uh, at goal, I expect, I expect Horvath, like uh, Dave said to play because, just because Ochoa is still young. I think he's probably just there just to soak up soak up the experience from the other goalkeepers and soak up the experience from, I guess, the environment of playing against a, a team like like the Switzerland, but we'll see. So I would put Horvath at goal. Uh, same back line as, as Dave and Edgar. You got Robinson at the left. Oh, no, wait, you guys had a different uh, center back, right? Okay, so I'm gonna put Robinson in the left, Brooks and Miyazga in the middle, and Sergio Des at the right. The only reason yeah. I put Miyazga, in, yeah, the only reason I'm putting Miyazga in the middle, 
with uh, Brooks would be because they're playing a European team, which tend to be taller forwards. So I think uh, Miazga and Brooks being in the middle have a little bit more experience with European players. Uh, let's see, midfield. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, but you you can't leave out. You can't leave out fucking. Uh, you can't leave out. What's his name? <laughs> you the hold, guy. You can't, you can't leave out the guy you can't remember? <laughs> the guy I can't remember. Uh, Tyler Adams, dude. Tyler Adams is Tyler Adams is just a engine in there. And he's the one that makes that midfield run, to be honest. So Tyler Adams has to be starting, I feel. Uh, alongside with, uh, I'm going to say, with McKinney and, and Tyler Adams. And, uh, sorry, Clint Acosta. So I think it's going to be a three midfield. So it's going to be Tyler Adams, CDM, Karen Acosta, and McKinney, uh, center mids. And then you're going to have the wingers, uh, Gio Reyna, Pulisic, Money. And then the freebie. Throw the freebie in there. <laughs> Everyone's Just Josh Sargent. You got, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like Josh is uh, underrated by a lot of U.S. fans. I think he has a lot of skill. As far as scoring goals, and and I think he's gonna show, yeah, he's gonna showcase his his talents this upcoming game. He's gonna be a great number two to DK, right? Yes, <laughs> I, dude. I, to be honest, like, I I love DK, bro. He's he's I'm a beast. Really, he's show a beast. hands. How, how excited are you for Daryl DK? You said show hands. How excited Good. are we? I only have two hands. <laughs> Wait. <Urgh>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the guy is the guy is so he he's. I mean, you saw him play for Orlando. He was a monster there. It was hard to yeah. contain him. I mean, I was I was. I, I think I talked about it last season. How when he when he shoots the ball, it's you can feel like I, I can only imagine being a goalkeeper and having one of those shots coming at you. It feels like a like a freaking cement ball coming at you, man. I mean, castle balls at you. Damn, imagine <laughs> so hard, man. Good, uh, man. That's so funny. All right, Willis, how's that gonna go? I think that you guys are gonna walk out of. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say the U.S. wins. Right. U.S. Right. wins. When you said bold, I thought you were gonna say the U.S. wins. No, U.S. Uh, U.S. wins convincingly. Possession scores or. I think convincingly. Three-one. Uh, All right, that's. Ooh. I'll take that. Three-one, and of course, Sebastian Ajit has to score. Hat trick, damn! You're coming crazy. in, yeah, coming in as a sub. <laughs> Chicharito hat trick. Coming in as a sub, he's gonna score. Cool. Jonathan Bond starting a goalkeeper. Oh. <laughs> hey, we didn't mention Bond. We didn't mention Bond, but he also could be a U.S. Uh, goalkeeper, uh, right? You know what's funny is that I I was on one of those uh, those spaces things that they have on Twitter with uh, with uh, one of the guys from MLS Aces, and we were talking about the the U.S. <clears throat> pool and how I'm not all that excited about any of the goalkeepers, and I mentioned Bond as an option, and without knowing anything, I'm like, look. Say what you will, Jonathan Bond is an American. But what I did find out later was he played, he already he played. represented Wales. Wales. And he did a switch. Wow. And he did a switch to England. So that's I think it. he's off the board. He's he's that's it. Yeah. Somebody get FIFA on the line. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about it? Speak to your manager. Speak to your manager. 
Do you bet the bond rule in there? Do you hear about some? We're doing changes over here. <laughs> we need some bond. No. <laughs> some more, please. Some more. Welcome, welcome to the bond uh, age. How do we trade? Ah, how, do- how do we trade for one of those internationals, FIFA international slots? <laughs> oh, oh we God. can't. We, we got we got gam money. You, you guys take gam money. <laughs> What is that like? Pesos? Uh, anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you heard a doge? Kind of like that. Kind of works like that. Oh my god. I don't take you to the moon. It'll take you to the moon. <laughs> I, I, I kind of don't want to talk about that right now. I'm sure a lot of people don't. <laughs> all right. All right. Like, I'm all right. Cool. <laughs> so I'll go next, I guess, right? Unless somebody else is here. No? All right. Um, Brian. <laughs> I think it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna get looked at uh, as far as the Switzerland game goes. So I'm gonna go with Ochoa. Uh, people like players like Ochoa don't play in uh, against European opposition or in Europe day in day out. So I think he gets to start, um, and then uh, like certain players, you got to see if it's real. You know, we've seen. Yedlin in the past, right? And I I would say, as far as the U.S. level goes, Yedlin never lived up to it. So, I think Yedlin gets that right back nod to start. And I, assuming it's a friendly, there's going to be like 46 subs or something, right? So, that doesn't mean he even, you know, plays more than 45 minutes. So, I think Yedlin gets to start. The center back pairing, because it's in question, you still start. Uh, I will go with Miazga and, and Brooks. Brooks is... I don't want to say sadly, but he's our he's our he's only one. he's our he's only hope right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you pair him next to Miazga, another guy you got to see if he's real. Um, out left, uh, Anthony Robinson. He's just a guy that you continue to develop there. And in front of them, I think you 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 put two CDMs right. I think um, you continue to grow that relationship. That's going to be just in a couple of years tearing up the world stage and Tyler Adams and McKinney, you let them get on the field as much as they can together as possible. So I think you play them too there uh, for this game. You put Gio Reyna on one of the ring on the, one of the wings. Um, you know, you already know what he has to offer, but he, I know he pinches in more when it comes to Borussia, but Berhalter seems to like to play him out wide. So I think that continues. Uh, and then I think Aronson, Needs to get a look there too. You know he needs to get a chance to start. Um, and again, he's you know with with Berhalter, he's out wide. And then I go back to saying if it's real, legit, legit, just just he's like, it's like um, I don't know. I don't have a good analogy. He's like Clark Kent. You know he's wearing his glasses when he wearing the Galaxy jersey, and then as as soon as he takes off, you know his. Uh, his glasses. He's he's he has What's that, that national team jersey. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> he's he, he's too he's too legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, who's that DP playing there? Uh, <laughs> and then, you know what? Let's go with the freebie. Let's go. I'll I'll take that freebie. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the wild card. Yeah, and, and Sergeant Sergeant. Uh, again, I like Sergeant. I think he needs that co- that confidence. And I know I didn't mention this before, but I think Sar- this is a big year for Sergeant. Uh, as far as his career goes, I think you guys say he ends up in the Bundesliga or something. I say I say he he sticks to second division, and and you know, and owns that 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 league. 
just goes from there. Just come to Austin. <laughs> just come to Austin. <laughs> why Austin? Yeah, why Austin? Yeah, why Austin? <laughs> he ends up in Minnesota for no reason. Nah, Houston. Houston. Uh, they got too many reclamation projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Houston don't even know who they are. Are they the Dynamo? They are they, they, are they 1862 or what are they supposed to be? Something like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Sam Houstons. Uh, uh, I mean, for, for me, I think if Josh Sargent is going to have a big year, I think probably the first thing he needs to do is get a haircut because that that red <laughs> that red puff that he's got going on. Ain't nobody intimidated by that. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like the, he looks like the kid from the Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, like it just say. doesn't work, dude. It doesn't. Hey Arnold, bro. It's Hey Arnold. <laughs> no, he looks like the kid from Hotel Transylvania, man. <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna bring this word up in, on this show. He has tattoos now. Now he looks like a sweaty. He's trying. He's trying to. <laughs> oh, sweaty boy. Sweaty boy. Oh. Sweaty sergeant. Oh, sweaty good. sergeant. <laughs> sergeant sweaty. Sergeant sweaty. <laughs> Reporting oh, for is... duty. <laughs> this is how things thing start, man. Sergeant sweaty. <laughs> when, you think, when, when, when Willis did reporting for training, duty, I, I, saw the, I, I saw the floppy hair just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm just thinking like about the it. Conan O'Brien, you know? <laughs> You gotta leave that hair alone, okay? Because <laughs> kind of got the same thing going on, except hey, I, I don't got no hair anymore, dude. So hook him up with a fade, bro. Fading away. But I'm gonna go with Willis. I think if if we we all feel the the you know that the U.S. is going in that direction, has to be convincing. I don't I don't care if Switzerland is you know formidable World Cup team. It's not. It's not the the elite teams of the world, right? So if it's Switzerland, then we go in there and we we, we take care of business. We go in there three one three one sounds good. I think there's the you know there's that learning curve. You know Ochoa might fuck up, Miazga might not be it, and that's where the goal lands. But besides that, I think we should go in there, possess, you know, out possess this team the whole time and do what we want and. I even think there'll be easy opportunities to be put away, you know, within the six yard box or inside the box, all three goals are going to land because it's going to be that easy of a game. And of course the jet gets one. And I think, and then Sar- to, bro. And Sargent is going to get that brace and he's going to rip off that wig in the middle of the game. Oh yeah. He's going to be like, fuck your cheese. <laughs> dude, that dude would look like Stone Cold Steve Austin if he shaves his hair, man. Oh, hell yeah. Oh shit. So when he scores, you hear the, the glass the break. The glass break, break in the background. Da, 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 da. So it's just bouncing deep wisers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you can't sleep on Switzerland. Uh, they're yeah, they're only uh, they're only two games deep into their World Cup qualifying, but they're right behind Italy in a group that includes Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, and Lithuania. Lithuania and Bulgaria, you know, they're not teams that are gonna you know play in the World Cup, but. Northern Ireland, they're a team that did well in the last Euros. And Switzerland has, you know, their, their work cut out with Italy. But so far, you know, they're undefeated. And that's what you expect from a team like no, Switzerland. No, no. I get that, though. So, I, I get that. I, and I'm not saying they're going to sleep on them. It's it's just that. that if you we're going to become this team, then it starts now. It starts now. You walk in there. You walk in there with that swag. And 
Well, like, that confidence yeah. that yeah we're taking over this fucking you, game yeah this is our game you're playing against us not us against you yeah who cares what that's the mentality that's the mentality they kind of come in with and i feel barrel hawks is going to instill that in them and i think they will come out that way if they come out with the starting lineup that that i predicted oh you that, predicted, that predicted. <laughs> all right cool well everybody <laughs> predicted basically by the way um um not to i mean i don't mean to push things forward but if we're going to be looking at the opponents that the u.s can be facing in the nation's league obviously you have uh, <coughs> the honduras game right uh honduras in the nation's league for a lot of people that don't know you know the, the teams that got to the nation's league they did so in a in uh in what's called the league uh nation's league a it's broken up into two, in two to three different groups and uh, the teams that are I think ranked the highest right? nations league a so the u.s was in a group a with u.s canada and cuba <laughs> the cubans is funny because you know they beat up on some caribbean teams but and ended up in there um the u.s uh they had a pretty uneventful uh group a experience except for this debacle against canada that came at a very interesting time because it was the first time that the U.S. had suffered a, a shock loss after what happened to them in Trinidad. And a lot of people were second-guessing uh, what the national team was doing because prior to that, they had destroyed Cuba. It's, it's Cuba, right? They yeah. know more for their baseball. They have a decent you know, football team, soccer team. But a lot of their best players have defected to the U.S. over the years. They are playing in MLS. So... Cuba, you never know what to expect from them. And the U.S. just annihilated them. And then they lost to Canada. And the Canadians were like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to slap you around, you know, <laughs> like call you a beavers, you know. And then in the next game, the U.S. just clapped them down. Four to one, shellacking yeah, in Orlando. Losers. And things back to normal. U.S. beat Cuba in the next game for that thing. And then that's how they qualify. Now, Mexico uh, and their side of the bracket, they had a hard time against Bermuda in their last game. They were very lucky to get a goal at the end by Antuna that uh, allowed them to, you know, finish top of the group. But they had already secured that long time ago because it was just Panama and Bermuda. Uh, Honduras, they won comfortably. They uh, they won their games. They only had one draw. You know, it was against Martinique. And I was on the road. Uh, so Honduras, you know, they're... It's interesting because they just defeated us to get to the Olympics. Yeah. And that really stings a lot. And although this is not World Cup qualifying, this is still a tournament that needs to build some history so they could have more heft, uh, you know, over the years. But if the U.S. can go in there and defeat Honduras after what just happened in Olympic qualifying, it would be a, a, a sort and form of redemption. Now, the interesting team on the Mexico side is Costa Rica because yeah. Costa Rica just barely qualified. They they had a really hard time with Curaçao um, and they barely qualified against IT. They had to tie 1-1 uh, with them and they only qualified by one point. Makes you wonder if Costa Rica is on a decline now because they've had a golden age for a while. And... Um, Maybe it's time for them to fall and some team like Nicaragua just <laughs> could come up in there, you know. Maybe El Salvador can finally get their stuff together and you know get back in there. Maybe Guatemala can finally you know, work up there. But um I think the US definitely needs to come out strong against Luda, make a statement game, not just beat them, but beat them hard. I say four nothing. 
um, we definitely have a better uh, talent pool than them. I think we have a better talent pool than all the teams in the tournament. I think right now, right now at this moment, the U.S. has a better squad, a better pool of players than even Mexico does. Yep. But all this talk doesn't mean anything because before that game against Trinidad, we thought it was a done deal, right? Before, Even before the Hex, we thought it was a done deal. There's no way, right? There was no way we weren't going to qualify to the World Cup. It happened, right? I think I think when Bruce came in, that's when we said there's yeah. no way we're not qualifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that made it even worse. We're like, yeah, that, oh, for sure we're in. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Don't, let's not even play these games. We're already in. So let's, let's just, they didn't play. <laughs> let's just be aware, you know, that stranger things have happened. But we're 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 turning the page on all that. Because we have an amazing roster of players right now, which is why we're saying this is the return of the Yanks. <laughs> Name drop. <laughs> and uh, I expect the U.S. to come out all guns blazing. I expect a dominating win. Get revenge on Honduras for you know, the, the Olympic qualifying thing. Get Stu Holden to actually smile and uh, Taylor Twoman to actually say some nice things and allow us not to be so acerbic <laughs> in on his comments. U.S. wins for nothing, gets into the final. You know, probably against Mexico, but you never know. Costa Rica might have a rabbit up their hat. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Mexico, and and uh, I was gonna say this this tournament seems like the type of tournament that Taylor Twellman would go and like score a hat trick in, and then get called into <laughs> a, a qualifier, and then not be able to do anything. Or or Wando or or Wando <laughs> having an extra W in his name type of tournament. Yeah, oh, that was a good that was a good tournament. <laughs> yeah, extra w, yeah, that was good luck. Well, um, how about we leave that as a preview? the next one you know we're going on a pretty long uh i think uh people are gonna enjoy this hopefully uh besides a little couple technical issues what i will address to you guys in a minute (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh i want to say thank you to everyone anyone that listened to this and put up with us uh and is going to continue to put up with us we we i had a lot of fun so far you know we've waited so many years to actually be able to talk good about this national team it's only the beginning of the return of the yanks so my name is eddie you could find me on all my socials as eddie nags all together i'm gonna go ahead and pass this along to mr dave arona if you'd like to shout out your socials or your podcast and any any where they could find you yeah if uh, i i the one thing that i will never be accused of is talking good so that's uh, <laughs> that's one thing uh, despite them asking me on this uh, wonderful podcast thank you guys for uh inviting me over Find me at, uh, at my personal account at David Arona, Dave Arona 18 on Twitter and Instagram and uh, on uh, Bora Checks. And uh, listen to uh, LA is Our House uh, at LA is Our House, uh, com. And uh, we also have an MLS prediction game called Balls and Beers. Come along, play. It's stupid. It's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. It is fun. Well, when you're in the positives. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you should just find me on Twitter as uh, Willis underscore 89, Willis with the U. Edgar? Find me on Twitter as Edgar Nag, not to be confused with Eddie, because <laughs> it's happened several times already. Edgar, <laughs> Edgar, have Edgar. knocking on my door. <laughs> it's not Are the you worst Eddie? thing. <laughs> <laughs> you Eddie? download you know, that stuff on on LimeWire all those years ago. How was that? <laughs> oh, man. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening to us or watching it on YouTube. Uh, we will update the socials to let you know when we're going to record again 
Uh, if you have any topics or anything you guys want us to touch on, make sure to hit us up in the DMs or on the comment section, and we'll do the best we can. So get ready. The Yanks are coming, y'all. Return, Return of the Yanks. Return of the Yanks. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. Landon Donovan, or things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Why shouldn't we believe that?